Hi guys, welcome back. This is episode um, six on Living Hope. Um, I just want to thank y'all again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And if you have not um, subscribed, um, whatever platform that you're on, Spotify, um, Apple, um, we are hoping to get on YouTube soon. So um, don't forget to click that button. And again, thank y'all. Um, really excited for this testimony to be told. It's very dear to my heart. Um, and this is our good friend, Miller, Vanessa. We call her Miller. <laughs> Hello. Um, and yeah, so we're going to go ahead and pray out and then we're going to go ahead and get in dialogue. I'll pray. Father God, I thank you just for who you are, Father. And I thank you that you say, your word says that when two or three are gathered in your name, you are here in the midst, Father. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, that you would just be here, that would be your words coming through each of us, Father, that you would just come into this place, surround it, surround our hearts, our minds, our words, Father. I pray that this podcast, Father God, would go forth in your name, Father, that it would reach so many people so that they can see what what you have done in, yeah. in people's lives, Lord. And you are no respecter of persons, Father God. You love each of us. Yeah. You want the best for each of us, Father God. So our story, it, it's just a part of our testimony, Father God, but it can touch so many people. And I pray that people would just come forth because your word says we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, Father God. Mm -hmm. So be in this place, Lord. I thank you for that. And I thank you for Abby and what she's doing and her obedience to you, Father. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Well, here we are. Hi. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the Lord has put Miller on my heart for a few months. And um, so I'm really excited. And you know, the, his word says that the Holy Spirit will speak through us, and I don't doubt that um, one bit, but Miller, I've never, you know, told you, but, you know, you hold dear to my heart because um, our family would still be lost if you didn't, um, you know, if you, your testimony kind of explains how, you know, it, even if, you know, we didn't want that, but in your brokenness, you found Christ, and mm -hmm. um that led you to, you know, share the good news. And you did that with my sister who kind of, it was an example to our family. And, um, because of that, you were a vessel and our family, um, you know, knows Jesus. Never thought of it like that, but wow. so thank you for your obedience, you know, to coming to Jesus and, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for you. Um, but wherever you would like to start and share, you know, what God has done, for you? Yes, it really starts at the beginning of where um, where my brokenness started, really. And um, I would say when it was when I was a child, you know, my mom and my dad got married. My mom was 18 and my dad was 19. And um, my dad came from a really hard life. His, he, his father died while my grandma was pregnant with him. So he just by... <laughs> He was so broken. And, you know, when he met my mom, um, when they met, it wasn't a great combination. Um, he was an alcoholic. By, like, 12, he started drinking. And um, he was very abusive, very abusive to my mother. And so they popped out four kids, four years um, at a young age. My mom was 19 when she had her first kid. And... Um, 
their brokenness, really. They were married. I don't even know how long they were together before they separated. And when they separated, my mom, I love her. I will say that first. (laughs) I love her. Um, But um, my dad was into drugs, alcohol, very heavy into that. Um, And when they separated, of course, my mom, I think she had lost her youth. Mm -hmm. And um, she was lost herself. And she left us, me and my sisters, with my grandma. And I think I was like four, three or four years old. And it was supposed to only be for like a weekend, I think. I think she was going to go out, I guess. Um, And we ended up staying my grandma for years and just barely seeing her. And my that was my dad's mom. Mm -hmm. And so... We hardly ever saw our dad, too. Mm. Um, They were both just in their own uh, muck, I guess you could say. Um, So they left us. And the abandonment issues started really early on. Mm. And I think that hurt me growing up a lot. And, you know, I've forgiven them. It's, It's... not anything I can't talk about, but um, I grew up in in no security, and I did. We did have my grandma. I will say that, and she's the one who really. She was a Christian. She found Christ later in her life, and she was a Christian. So she always made sure we were in church. And then we would go back and forth between my grandma and my mom. And my mom would come back, and we would be with her for a little bit, and then she would leave again with you know for a man and. And so when we were back with our grandma, or even with my mom, she made sure that we were in church. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was her church or, um, I remember young, it was like between maybe 10 to 13, we were going to First Baptist Church in mm-hmm. Seguin, across from the high school. Mm-hmm. And they would have people pick us up from our home. Like they had like a, a bus. Okay. Not a bus, a a big van. Okay. And they would have multiple people have multiple routes to go pick up these kids to come to church. And so I did that for years. Um, If I wasn't with my grandma, we weren't going with her. Um, And I I knew of Christ. I knew of him. I did. um, I remember I was 13 years old at a summer camp, a youth camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And I received Christ for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was 18 when I got baptized but those dates I, I can't remember right. at all those don't register um, and I know some people really remember those right. dates that's not me <laughs> but um, so even as you know my childhood I never allowed myself to get close to anyone mm. um, uh, you know I had best friends but I never was able to open up I was never able to let them in all the way because because your parents yes left. Okay. and I think that's that those abandonment issues are real and you know you know I didn't it wasn't coming out in this crazy way but it was an and it was an underlying issue yeah. and I, I mean I couldn't really see that then but right. as I look back that's where it all started I just couldn't get close to people and I had close friends and stuff and told them the the surface level stuff right. I wasn't able to get Nobody, nobody knew anything about my deepest thoughts, I guess you could say. <laughs> so um, I was 
at a young age too, I was um, into boys, I guess you could say. Um, well, not young. I was, I was 15 when I lost my virginity. And then from 15 to 16, oh, this is so embarrassing to say, but, but in that whole year, because I was looking for love, I was looking for somebody to, I guess, rescue me, I guess would be the right word. Um, I slept with like 15 to 20 guys in one year. And then when I was 16, um, and, and I was still going to church, of course, and I had friends who believed in God, but we weren't relational with God. We just kind of believed. Just, and just went because, what, maybe y'all saw each other? And... No, no, no. And my friends didn't even go to the same church as oh, me. Oh, okay. They went to the Catholic church. Oh, okay, okay. And so, um, but I just, um, usually like all, most teenagers then, or, or maybe even now, you know, <laughs> they believe in God, but you don't follow the word. And right. that was exactly what my grandma prayed for us all the time, and she always spoke God into us. Always. And um, so I was about 16, and I met my husband. I mean, we're not... <laughs> so people don't get confused. Uh, I'm still married, but we've been separated for seven years. But I still call him my husband. So I met him when I was 16, and um, I was... Uh, I got pregnant at 16, and I had my son at 17, and um, he, I was 16, he was 19. Um, and of course being a young mom, I, uh, it was difficult, very difficult, but I did have him there and he, I mean, he was a, he was a good guy. I, I will say that. And, um, we just started really young and, um, of course and I was in my brokenness. He came from brokenness as well. Um, we just, it wasn't in a, our brokenness wasn't just, you know, like out loud. I don't know any other words or how to put it. It wasn't, um, we didn't show it very well. There was other things, like there was no party, no drinking, nothing like that. Okay. Um, and I think I stayed away from the, and of course I, my kids know this, so I'll say this <laughs> But um, I I did smoke weed mm-hmm. a few times. It never was like a part of. I wasn't crazy into it. Drinking wasn't crazy into it. And I feel like even at the beginning, I can look back now that in God's grace and mercy, He was saving me even then mm-hmm. from the desire of wanting to drink and party. Even you know, at my age now, I've still never been drunk, and I stayed away. And I had this. I had to have control over that because I did not want to be a part of the generational curses that were passed on down on, not sure it was, you know, directly at me, but those generational curses were passed on because my family comes from, of course, my dad, drugs and alcohol, you know, um, family that were just so into drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And I didn't, I did not want, and even at a young age, I could see that I did not want that. Wow. And, um, but even if I didn't want that, I feel like I had other things that, um, it would, for me, it was control. I had to have control because I never, I never got to control anything at a young age, mm. nothing at all. 
And so um, that really knew what you wanted when you were able to to have it. Like you were like, I'm not, when I grow up, I'm not going to do this, this, and that. And so you were like, this is what it's going to be. I wanted the, I don't want to say perfect family, I guess. Um, I wanted to be the mom who was never going to leave her kids Mm -hmm. and be there for them all the time and, you know, show them love and be patient with them and and discipline them them the right way. And, And I did do that. And I, because I did not want to be like my parents. So I put so much pressure on myself, but that control, I had to have control and it was all about control, Mm -hmm. how I was going to do things, like you said. And, um, so I, I feel like that affected my marriage big time. I got married at 21. Um, my husband proposed like at 18, we waited a long time to, um, get married and in that time too when I met him he would come to church with me because at the time I was living with my grandma and um she had said you can only see him on Sundays if he goes to church (laughs) he would go to church with me and we went to Living Waters um and that was when they were in the front building it was really small but I only went there I think we only went there for like six months Mm because my aunt was a part of Living Waters she was a, a member from the early early ages or when they, almost when they first started. And so um, we started going there, and we, he proposed at 18. We had our son and um, had another kid, and then we got married. Okay. And at 21, I felt like we were, um, we had both decided that we wanted to have Christ in our lives. We wanted our kids to to go to church and experience that. And um, so at 21, I think it was that in 2005, we started going to Living Waters. And it was the first of the year. So we were like, we're going to start off and we're going to go. And and we did. We jumped right in and we started serving on the kids team. We served in nursery together. And um, we even did, they would put on these... um, these plays for Christmas and stuff, and we played Mary and Joseph oh, year wow. after year, and um, so we were very involved, and we would go to the marriage conferences or any conferences that Pastor Ed had, um, we were there, and um, really uh, just R. dominated. R. <laughs> yeah. He was awesome. Oh, he, very much so. I feel like uh, he's the one who really started yeah. helping me to not just believe in God, but like really believe right. in God and, and his word. So um, Pastor Ed even married us. Mm. Yeah. Um, so um, I felt like we were in church as religion, not as, um, we didn't have a relationship gotcha. with God. I mean, I think a small, I, I really, I read my Bible mm-hmm. and I prayed and um, I feel like, I, yes, I was the leader of our home and the spiritual area, but it still wasn't where God wanted me. Mm. It was more of, um, I took the reins. <laughs> God didn't have reins. Mm. And um, so we were serving, going, but during that whole time, um, it was like one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And it's not like I was 
like I said, I, I never was the partying type. I didn't do any of that. But we had our struggles at home, and, and I know it had a lot to do with me. Um, he did have issues as well. Um, I felt like he was drinking too much, and I, I was always on him about the drinking because I was like, my dad was an alcoholic. Like, look at all of, you know, my family, and, and I was always bringing that up and, and labeling him and, you know, speaking those words over him. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I never... I could be vulnerable with him, but only to a certain point. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't allow myself to cry in front of him. I didn't show emotion very well at all throughout. um, Up until probably after he left, I would say that. Um, So I didn't show emotion very well. I kind of kept him at a distance, and I would push him and push him and push him until, like, (laughs) it's such... It's so horrible to say until I knew um, he was going to stay. Like, let me see how far I can push him before he goes. That's the way I would like, do you really want me? Do you really love me? And I would test him in those ways all the time. And um, there was one point in our marriage and he was like, I feel like you put the kids above me. And I did. Mm -hmm. I really did. because, and, And I knew that your husband came first. I absolutely knew that. Um, I had heard it so many times from Pastor Ed and marriage conferences, like your husband comes first. Yeah. And I had told him, I said, I feel like they, you can hurt me more than they can. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why I put them before. And I just, I feel like I smothered them so much with love. I, I, I don't know if that's such a bad thing, but I, I, I did it to the extent where it, it, my husband always came last, and he felt it, and mm. and it was horrible. Like uh, I wanted him close, but I didn't want him close, and it, it was just like a a back and forth pull right. all the time. And um, so I think we were married for about ten years is when um, he left, and and it wasn't the first time he had left. I mean, he, he, we had separated before, but it was for like two days or something. <laughs> um, I think I was pregnant with my second son with Garrison and um, he had left and I had a dream of him coming back. Mm. And like two days later, I think it was like a week, we'll say that. A few days later, after I had that dream, he had come over to see our um, oldest and he had told me he, he didn't want that. And so we worked on our marriage and, you know... But um, th- that was in 2015, the summer of 2015. And, and what's so, it's not crazy, this is all God, but before he even left, um, on August 23rd, 2015, and this is the date I remember, is um, we had a youth pastor at the time at Living Waters, and that Sunday morning he preached a sermon. And I remember at the end of it, we always had altar calls at the end of the sermons. And this one altar call, um, he, everyone, you know, close your eyes. And he had said, um, if you're, raise your hand if you're willing to say yes to God. No matter what it is, like, you're willing to say yes. You're going to follow Christ. You're going to follow what he wants for you, not what you want. If you're going to say yes to Christ, raise your hand. And I remember raising my hand. And, um... And then, of course, he said, whoever raised your hand, come to the front. And I remember, 
And I don't know if my husband raised his hand or not. I'll just call him Sean. Because <laughs> I don't know if Sean um, raised his hand, but he went to the to the altar with me. Okay. And so the pastor there um, who was preaching and then Pastor Ed, they, um, they asked you to lift your hands and they were praying over everybody. And I remember crying. Like, it wasn't like a tears. It was like a... And it was a quiet, because, yeah. of course, I wasn't going to let everybody see me cry and show emotion. <laughs> and um, uh, he prayed over us, and that, and that was August 23rd, 2015. And I swear, it was just like days after that, everything started to change between Sean and I. Um, and even before then, I had always wanted to be um, a stay-at-home mom, and I was until I had my daughter, Um but he was like, hey, you're going to have to go to work because this is too much. Yeah. Three kids, you know. And so um, he always knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to volunteer. I was too much of that mom, guys. <laughs> I was too much. Um, but I uh, – oh, God, I forgot what I was saying. Um, anyway, so I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I wanted to homeschool my kids. Mm-hmm. And he always said no. Well, it, I think it was in June or July. He had finally said – you know what, I'll make the sacrifice, you know, I'll let you stay at home with them, Mm. Um, I will, uh, you can homeschool them, like, it was like all these things were coming together, and then August 23rd, you know, I really, my heart really said yes to Christ, Mm. Um, and after that is when things started to crumble, it's, it's, it's not funny, but you know, the devil, how the devil works, he knew where God was going to take us, he knew how my heart was going to be aligned and how it was going to change my family. And so on October 2nd, yeah, October 2nd of that year, 2015, my husband actually left the house. Like it was done. It was completely over. And um, so it was even before then, but I feel like that's when in my brokenness, when I absolutely relied on God and I know it may seem kind of like easy. Well, you have nothing else. That's exactly it, though. I mean, I could have reached out to other things. Right. I clung to God. I mean, I remember that being the best time in my life, Mm. but the saddest, most, the most grief I had ever experienced in my life. But man, I, I, I think back to those days and I'm like, man, I was so. Yes, I was crying and I was hurt, 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 but there was so much peace there. Mm. I mean, I was crying out to God early in the morning, late at night. I would come home from work, go straight to my prayer closet and pray, cry, come back out, you know, and do the things that I needed to do for my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, and during that time, too, I had found, it was actually before, too, before my husband actually left, I had found a, um, it was on Facebook, it was like a suggestive um, thing to follow and it was called rejoice marriage ministries mm-hmm. and I was like oh okay because oh, I'm gonna follow this because I want I need all of the yeah. help I can get for my marriage and so I followed it well it wasn't until months later I found out what it actually was and it was a um it was a ministry that talked about like restored marriages and stuff and I was like that can't be for me like so even during that time when my husband was gone I had I was praying and praying and praying like God am I supposed to, am, is this for me? Like, am I supposed to wait for my husband to come back? 
Is that what you're saying? And I had prayed. I, I just continued to pray during those two months. And then it was on December 15th, 2015, where I was crying out to God, like, Lord, speak to me. Like, I am deaf. Write it on the wall. I mean, I need you to scream this to me. Yeah. What do I do? Can I move on? He says it's over. I Is it done? Like, I don't want to want this because I want him back so bad. I want this to be from you. If you say it's done, it's done. I will let it go. And he gave me Isaiah 49, and it states, states, it reads (laughs) um, in there, like, how he, um, he, he's talking about the restoration of, you know, Jerusalem and Israel. And um, I was like, no way, this is for me. But I heard him. That's the only time I've ever heard him. And I know, you know, God speaks in many ways. Yeah. And and it's not always audible. Mm-hmm. I heard Isaiah 49, 7. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me for years and years and years. And I was like, okay, you want me to wait? Okay, I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. And it's been seven years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in those seven years, I still waiting I guess but I'm at the point now where I'm like okay God it's it's been seven years um do you still want me to wait did you just have me in this hold because you knew I'd go out and do something you know crazy you know but I've been obedient to him um so I I I still pray um well I have been praying more about um is this still where I'm supposed to be do you still want me waiting for my husband um, but after I heard that, I, um, I didn't, I still, of course, wanted my husband, wanted my marriage. I, I wanted all that, but I didn't, I never told him like, Hey, I want you back. Um, please come home. And I was prideful too. I wasn't going to beg for him to come back. Even when I was getting closer and closer to God, I was, I still had that pride where I wasn't going to tell him anything. Um, but I think it was months later, God was like, you need to write him a letter. And I think it was in April of 2016. Um, and I, I wrote him just a short letter just saying, you know, apologizing, you know, and I just said, I feel like God's telling me to wait for you. He didn't take it very well, (laughs) but that's the only time I ever mentioned it to him. I've never mentioned it to him again. Um, but during these, um, I would say after that I was, um, so deep into my relationship and um it was in the summer of 2016 that I uh I told my kids this too so I'm not afraid to share it I won't share anything I haven't shared with them but um in the summer of 2016 when I was strong in my relationship with Christ I didn't put up boundaries I guess I would say and I went out with a friend and her husband um thinking that, I mean, I'll be fine, you know, like, I'm so strong in my faith, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I did. I, um, it was, uh, he, I had known this guy too, um, went to school together, but I had, after that night of going to um, Blue Bonnet and shirts, Selma? I think it's in shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I went to his house and I slept with him. And that um, was really 
awful. I, I, but it, you know, I didn't feel any of that after. Um, we were still communicating a little bit. Not that I, I didn't like him like that, and he didn't like me like that. But it was just we kept in contact mm. still. And um, I remember a woman from church who I really looked up to. She was a great woman of God, and she knew my whole story. Mm-hmm. And she said, "You need to cut off all communication with him." Mm. She said, "If you don't, he's gonna. You're you're already grabbed by the toe, and and he's he's pulling at you, mm. and he's gonna get you by the leg and the knee and." You, by the time you know it, you're going to be all in. She's like, cut off communication. I understand that you don't have feelings for him, but those feelings will come. Yeah. Cut it off. And so we did, um, and I never, um, I haven't spoken to him since, but um, after that, I knew I had to put up boundaries. Mm. I had to um, not allow myself to talk to other men, um, be around other men. If I hug them or something, Married or not, it, right. it's side hug. Like, I, I won't allow myself to be alone with one, talk to one, no social media. Like, if some guy's asking to be my friend or trying to talk to me, delete quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking at your profile or anything. Um, and so after that, I did not, um, I became celibate, I guess you could say. Um, so that has been... Six, six and a half years, I think, 2016. 22. Yeah, this year, this summer will be seven years. I know. My mom's like, you should become a nun. Uh, that's not for me. <laughs> God never called me for that. You're like, mom? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I, I had to learn a lot, though. And I, um, I always knew I was strong. I, and in my marriage, I was too strong. Mm. I didn't allow myself to... Uh, to let go of that that um, masculine mentality, I guess. Right. Like because I have to be, you, you feel like because you didn't have like a father figure, and all of a sudden you mm-hmm. felt like you just had to be strong. Yes, for myself, and I took that into my marriage, of course. And um, you know, even my kids to this day, like, oh, dad's the one who left. Yeah, but you have to see it from both sides. He right. did, but you know, some of the it's all me too. Right. You know, um, yes, he, you know, he could have done this, this, or that. But uh, I always tell them, too, that that's on me, too. Don't put the blame on your father. Right. Not all of it. Like, you got to put some blame here. Um, so I've learned how to be, I don't want to say independent, but because I feel like I was a little too independent mentality. Um, but... I've learned vulnerability. I cry a lot more because the whole time I was married, I promise I didn't maybe cried less than a handful of times in front of him. And now it's um, it's easier for me to, like I can cry in front of my kids all the time um, when something happens or, you know, whatever it is. But I've learned how to be a little bit more vulnerable. I feel like God it took me to this a higher place, um, and he, he found me in, in the valley, or I found him. He never, he never, never not knew me. Or, right. Um, so I, I really found him in all of that brokenness, and I've clung to him ever since. I have never not um, strayed away from him because he's really, really helped me. 
and and I knew that I didn't want my kids to ever, ever, ever experience anything that I did as a kid um, physically or, or emotionally. I didn't want them to to do that. And so, and even in this these years of waiting um, after my husband left, um, I do that not just because I'm obedient to Christ and that that's where he has me in the moment, mm-hmm. but I feel like I want my kids, I want generational curses to be broken and it starts with me. I don't want them to have to walk through this ever, um, you know, a, a broken marriage mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And so I always say that they're going to walk on the, the crumbles, you know, the, the rocks of the, that generational curse. Mm-hmm. I don't, because they're not going to experience that. I'll go through it all if they never have to experience it. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with the brokenness, you know. I'll stay by myself until God says otherwise. I think that's a good example. Like, that's what Christ did for us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, I think it's important to, I wanted to say this when you were going, when you were saying that, um, how you were in your strongest relationship with God and you still sinned. And mm-hmm. <laughs> because I we have to die to our flesh every day. Mm-hmm. Like we do. And um, don't think you can't like fall even, right. you know, when you're walking with Christ. I think, and I said this yesterday, that when we're going through life and everything, we have, you know, the righteous people and then we have the bad people. And we think, you know, um, the bad people should be condemned and blah, blah, blah. But, it's like having your son or daughter, you know, and you're like, choose which one to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And you can't. And you're like, no, take me, you know. And that's what Christ did for yes. us. And it's such an example that you, you know, are saying that you want to go, you will go through this and mm-hmm. suffer so your kids don't have to. That's yes. just what Jesus did. Yes. You know, he died for us and he died for the sinner and he died on the cross um, so that way you know, we can live a good life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I thought of when you said that. <laughs> I thought of it that way, but yeah, yeah I, I did. I, I, um, there was one, um, just the love of Christ, an example, or I remember one Mother's Day um, at church, they had the kids come out and, uh, you know, just have these signs and um, just kind of, tell their moms they love them and they were just walking in the front of the sanctuary and just kind of holding these signs and um it was in that moment that Christ was like you see how much you love these kids your kids how much more do I love you and that was the moment I was like oh my gosh I love my kids so much he loves me so much more than that and them and that was like the big light bulb of in my head that, you know, man, I, I just felt it so deep. Yeah. And I've always remembered that moment. Um, and so he loves me that much, did that much for me. And if I can just be a small example of Christ, I, I'm going to do that for, for my kids as well or, yeah. or anyone else that he, you know, or anything else that he calls me to do. And I feel like this is the hardest moment because um, now that it's always almost been seven years, I'm like, Lord, you know, 
There are times when I feel lonely. Yes. And it, it's that intimacy and not the, not the sexual part of it, just the intimacy, the sharing of your feelings and thoughts with someone. Um, and we weren't made to walk alone and I'm not walking alone. And it, that doesn't necessarily mean that verse doesn't necessarily mean, you know, as a man and wife, right. but with people. But I just feel like um, there are times of loneliness mm-hmm. and times we're like, OK, Lord. I think I'm done with this. Can I move on? <laughs> Can I find somebody that you have for me? Mm. Um, I haven't had an answer, so I just still <laughs> pray about it. Um, either or, I haven't had an answer to it, but I still just pray about it. And um, just during this time, I've um, I've just grown so much. I never thought that I would be. I still don't consider myself a leader, um, uh, but I do lead. Um, like small groups and, you know, things like that. And, um, but I've been able to do that and, and been able to get out of my comfort zone um, and do these Bible studies and, and lead these women and, you know, pray for them. And um, even when I never, 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 never thought that I could do something like that, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. Um, I just, I never thought I would, come this far in my relationship and but I see that my husband had to leave he had to I had to be broken I was not um sometimes God has to go that far and and we don't know why and we we never may never know but I know why I had to go through that I had to break off of every chain and all of that had to be broken off of me for for me to be truly free, to walk in what God wanted or where he wanted me to be, what he's called me to be. And so that had to happen. And I'm so thankful for it. I'm, I'm thankful. And I yes, it took it took about a year for me to be actually thankful for right. it. Um, but I am. I'm thankful for that brokenness because I, I just, I would still be, that I still have, I still struggle with control, but not, I'm so thankful I'm not where I was. Right. Um, but I had to, all of that had to happen for this, for my kids to, to see, you know, the, what a, a praying woman of God looks like, you know, um, and not just a praying woman, but uh, just a woman of God, right. what it looks like. They needed to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't think they were going to see that if we continued to live the way we were. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, God can find them wherever, Absolutely. but um, children need that. Yeah. They need to see that. And so I'm thankful for it. And I always tell my kids, too, there's always a blessing in the mess. Right. And you, you're not going to see it then. You may not see it then. But on the other side of it, you're going to be like, that's why that happened. Yeah. And it always makes me think of Genesis. Um, I think it, oh, it's always been in my mind. But it says where the devil meant for harm, God will turn it around for good. And, and I believe he 50. has. Yes. Um, I was thinking 52. 
or 50 also. It's, I think it's in the 50s, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's always stuck with me. And so I tell them, you know, God, yes. Yeah. There's always, always a blessing. And even when I walk through things with my kids or something, I'm like, okay, God, like, I, I want to get out of it so fast. Right. I don't want to have to walk through it all the time. But after I've walked through it and, and cried through it, you know, and I see on the other side of it, like, man, this had to happen. Yeah. It happened because of this. Mm-hmm. He would have never known. She would have never known. Like, yeah. I, I see all that God can do. And it's okay to walk through that. Right. It's okay to walk on in the crumble and the valley, you know, because there is gonna, there is a mountain and you will have your mountaintop. And it says, you know, even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. I am with you. Yes. You know, that's good. Yes. But it's our job, too, to, when he does create that moment, that we do put our eyes on him. And right. we do do that. And there's always something to learn, too. Always. The stretching and the growing. And yes. and even to this day, I, I mean, I still have things that I walk through and I have to overcome. Right. And I'm, I'm grateful for those moments, too, because they do stretch me. They do... Um, I, I learned something new about myself Absolutely. or a situation or something. And so I, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for it. Maybe not necessarily in the moment, Absolutely. but after it very much so. And so I, I really feel like, um, I feel like God was probably calling me a lot before then, but I, I, I truly, truly believe that God saved me. His grace is, amazing because I think back on all the stupid things that I was doing as a teenage girl you know getting in the cars with guys that I didn't even know God saved me even in those times like he was there with me throughout it all and he I, I feel like he was always tugging on my heart because I knew even when I was doing certain things and it wasn't all the time but it was some moments I was doing things and I could hear the voice of God I could hear, not audible, but, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Like you knew it was wrong. Yes. And um, and you would point that out, like, don't go there. Mm. Don't do that. Why are you with him? Why are you calling him? You know, those things. Um, so I lost train of thought again. <laughs> I guess it wasn't meant to be said, but... Um, I'm, I'm truly grateful to, to look back on my life and know where God was in each and every moment. Even when I didn't think he was there, um, he was in every, every aspect of it. We live to see backwards. Mm-hmm. And I, when you were talking about your marriage um, and God found you in your brokenness and you're, you were the, you know, the one kind of leading your family, mm-hmm. you know, um, I could relate, you know, before my husband was saved, but he, he, you know, he told me the other day too, when I had a friend, you know, say that, um, she didn't want to go to church because, um, her husband, you know, wasn't leading. And I'm, and, and, you know, I thought to myself and, you know, in the middle of my work day, the Lord spoke to me and I was kind of like, oh my goodness. And he reminded me, you know, even if your husband isn't leading, he will find you, you know, because I, my husband never went to church with me and, and people can, you know, be a witness to that, that 
I was sitting there alone and I was trying to find Christ for myself. And sometimes that's what he wants, you know, because, you know, even he'll, he'll find you, you know, wherever you're at, you know, whether your husband is leading or not. And that's what, you know, I can relate to that. Um, but your relationship with him and, and anyone's relationship with Christ is an example mm-hmm. and it, you know, maybe, you know, my, and mine, thankfully, you know, led my husband to Christ and, you know, he is saved to this day and yours has led many women to Christ. You know, it's, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but yes. yeah, wherever you're at, you know, you're at and he'll, he'll meet you and he'll, he'll find you. And when I was going to church with him, my whole, um, I think mindset, not all the time, but most of the time I, we would be in church together. I was like, change him, Lord, change yeah. him. Never change me. Mm. So God sure did do something big yeah. to change me. Um, but like I said, I, I'm thankful for it. I'm, and I'm glad this is where he led me. Yeah. And I still I still pray for Sean. I, I, um, not, not as I should. But I, I do, and I hope, you know, the scales are removed from his eyes and yeah. the Holy Spirit's able to speak to him, and he's obedient to, you know, what the Holy Spirit wants him to do. Yeah. Um, I know people always are like, I know, well, my family, like, you're crazy. You're, you're stupid for even waiting for him or, mm-hmm. and praying for him, and why do you want him back? And he has a girlfriend, and he had three kids with her. Mm-hmm. And or has three kids with her, and so I, I do. I look foolish to the world, right? Um, and for a while, it it was I was a little bit. I don't know if it, ashamed is the right word or embarrassed to admit that mm-hmm. or say that. Oh, he's got a girlfriend with three kids, and oh, here I am, you know, <laughs> being celibate, following Christ, being obedient. But I, I do, I look foolish to the world. And I always remind, or God reminded me of this um, years ago. And so I have to remind myself of that. But with Noah, you know, he looked like a fool to yeah. the world. You know, building this huge boat with no water right. or rain, you know, and people calling him out and calling him names. And, um, but I, so I feel like... Um, Modern day Noahs, different aspects, but um, looking like a fool and and not um, going after what my flesh desires um, in another human. Um, so I'm I'm okay with that now. I'm okay with um, oh, that's the single mom. Yeah, I'm the single mom. <laughs> no, that's, that's good because <laughs> I remember going through you know what I went through in my marriage and it. I remember, like, bawling my eyes out, and I'm like, I look stupid, mm-hmm. you know, like, I didn't know, and I look stupid, and I remember just crying, like, God, and, like, and I remember, like, it, if I stay, like, and he literally said, who are you pleasing, you know, who are you on this earth pleasing, are you, you know, doing what you, what I tell you is pleasing him, mm-hmm. not the world, and I remember just crying, and, and just being like, you know what? You're right. I don't care how people view me. I don't care what I look like. I'm sticking to my marriage. And, um, and he, you know, he, he was, he walked with me every second, 
And I'm like, because I, you know, saw that, you know, the Lord, and I believed it with everything that I had that the Lord was going to save Anthony. Mm -hmm. And it's so true, you know, whether you, and, and I tell, you know, family members who are going through this, who are separated with their marriage, I'm like, look, don't listen to the friends that are like, screw him, leave him. You yeah. Know, if the Lord says. It's not worth it. You don't deserve that. Right. Because that's walking by feelings and not by faith. And um, if the Lord says, you know, to stick by his side and you truly believe that he will do what only he could do. I'll be a girl to say stick with it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> It's been seven years, guys. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> with yeah, Christ. But... With Christ, I will say that. Right. Because there's no way I could have done this on my own. Right. None. And just God just reminded me, you know, I'm your husband for this season. Right. Rely on me. Come to me. And and I have, and um, I do. Right. Um, and I think that's the only, only way I could have come this far right. um, and not have been worldly about it. And I don't know why, and I question this myself, like, God, we see divorce so much mm-hmm. and remarriage, and I don't have an issue with that. That's not my thing, but I was always like, God, why would you give them peace and not me? Mm. And he always, this is where I've called you. Let's mm. focus on you. Right. You know, this is your story. This is me and you. Look what I can do through you, yeah. for you. And um, so I don't really question that anymore. I'm not going to lie and say I don't get a little, so you let them kind of thing. Into, right. Um, but it's not often. And um, But sometimes I do feel like that. I do yeah. feel like. And we're human. Could that be me? Yeah. We're yeah. human. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking yesterday too that we're going to feel. We're going to be sad. We're going to, you know, hurt. We're going to do this and that. But just don't stay there. Mm-hmm. So and that's the thing. That's the the, the ver, um, verse where it's lean not on your own understanding, right. because if we did, you know, Proverbs. yes, um, we can't be led by our feelings, and our right. hearts are are de- our hearts are deceitful. Absolutely. So I I don't um, allow myself to be led by my heart. Sometimes I want to. <laughs> <laughs> As but but do. I don't. Um, and I just want to be, my main thing is always just to be an example to my kids. Um, and, you know, I've told them my story and they know about it and, you know, where I came from and what happened and, you know, all this because I want them to see what God can do. But I want them to seek God and find God before, you know, they have to go through that because the greatest thing God gave us was choice. He doesn't want us to be robots, you know, and I, I, I love that, that he gives us a choice to serve him, to love him, yeah. to rely on him. And so I want my kids to choose that before any of that. So yeah. I will, I, more than anything, more than anything, example to them first yeah. so that they know. And I mess up, I'm going to ask for forgiveness right away and we're going to pray together and and I do. I've learned how to do all of that, just praying with them so much and, and over them. And and they're like, hey, mom, this is going on. And um, it's it's mainly Garrison. Um, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this. Or can you pray for me? Can we pray or something? You know, or or Megan, she's like, um, I'm feeling something's off. Can you pray over my room? Or, oh, you know, it. all of this thing, because they now notice. Yeah. And um, 
and I pray for them so much because, you know, as an adult, I, I was, I guess, more able after their dad left, um, my relationship with Christ, like I, I, like I said, I clung to that. So I had that. They didn't know how to, they knew that they could count on God. They knew that in that moment, but they have created these, um, they now have strongholds Mm -hmm. and you know, that they have to overcome. And and I pray for those strongholds to be broken off of them as well. But this is now their testimony and they're, they're now creating their own testimonies, um, from what happened when dad left and, and where, you know, what the issues were, where they're bound in the darkness and, and how to walk out that. But I'm glad that I'm there to not just to lead them, but to help them out, walk right. beside them to do that. I think it's important too, because what they're facing is kind of like what you were facing mm-hmm. when you were a kid. And I think about all the things that, you know, we have in my family have um, come up from and, I remember, you know, like there's things in our health that I'm seeing or I'm dealing with or I did deal with um, and, you know, from generations back. And I remember asking, like, why? Like, just so angry. Like, why did you give me these? Like, and I remember him saying, I, every generation has a choice. And I knew you would stop it, mm-hmm. you know? So there's some things that I'm like, what is Addie going to deal with? You know, that she, I pray to God, is going to be brave enough to sit in it and to break that chain. Yes. Because I'm so grateful that, you know, my sisters and me, you know, we, we're being bold enough to be like, okay, no, we don't want that. We don't want that, and we're going to break it. And, mm-hmm. you know, my, and it's so discomfortable in our family because our family's so used to you know certain things and they're like well, what are you doing you know and we're like no, you know this it's like dysfunction is, is normal yeah <laughs> and it's like and and I remember him telling me like you I knew you were gonna break it I knew you know they didn't and and when the Lord speaks to me I hear it and then I'm like yeah, I don't know how to explain that. And so <laughs> it's weird. I'm like, what? Did, what? Did, I know what you said, but I can't like, can't come out of my mouth. It's just a little weird. Yes. But so I can't even put it into words, but I remember him telling me like, I knew you would. I knew you would. Um, so it had to travel to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pray that Addie doesn't have to go through that because they're miserable. But it's crazy how... You know, and God's a generational God, and not just of the bad things, but of the yes. great things. You yes. know, Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph. Like it's, it's amazing. Well, and that's what I, you know, like I when I said before, I'll be the one. Yeah, it, it'll start with me, and this is going to be a whole new generation of of Millers yeah. that come up and are going to be God fearing and you know, Christ followers and walk in righteousness. And, um, I just pray for that because not just that's what God wants for them or I want for them, but that's what God's called them to. And so even walking through them with all of this, I, uh, I still, I know God has so much in store for each of them. Right. And I'm so thankful for that. So thankful. 
my throat. <laughs> but it was one of the things I wanted to say. Um, I guess it wasn't important because it just flew out of my mind. I did say Holy Spirit was going to leave my words. So Absolutely. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be said. I'm, yes. I'm not going to try well I just want to again thank you thank you for um you know not just saying yes to me and, and to living hope but just to saying yes you know to you know we the world is all suffering you know we all are going through something and um you know the Lord says to share the good news to the nations and um I think, you know, we, we are built for community, so it's very important that we um, share, you know, what we've been through because someone is suffering through that right now, and we need to be the light of Jesus and to know that they're not alone and that um, God truly is the answer and he is the solution to anything that we face in this world. And... Um, it's not easy, but he also said, you know, we would we would suffer trials and tribulations, yes. but, you know, we won't do it alone. And so, again, thank you. You're welcome. And um, I really, truly believe that this testimony is going to be um, powerful and a light for others that are, who are going to listen. And, um, again, don't forget to subscribe so that way you are alerted when a new episode is out. And, yeah. Hit the button. Yeah, <laughs> there. You know, I be, I'm believing for God to just keep doing, you know, only what He can do. Um, this is very much God led. You know, I without Him, my confidence comes from Him. So, you know, I'm I'm thankful for that because this isn't just me. It's you know, it's Him, and I know you know I can do anything, but it has to be with Him. So yeah, thank y'all guys um, for tuning in um, and really listening and you know if I can encourage you to reflect reflect you know if you've had some of these things you know God wants to heal what's in your heart um, just like he does with both of us and anyone in this world um, but yeah if you need prayer reach out to Living Hope or um, if you know um, Miller reach out to her if and if you know me reach out to me um, come to church honestly you know we were built for community and it's you have to experience his presence. You have to have an encounter with him. We can't do it for you. Um, but yeah. We can help you. Yeah. We can walk alongside you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Thank you all again. Um, and we will see y'all soon for episode seven. Bye. Have a good day.